Welcome to the International Schools Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Taylor. And I'm your co-host, John Micton. Join us every two weeks for conversations with international school leaders, educators, and innovators who are working and engaging in the world of international school education. And finally, just to say a huge thanks to our valued partner, Faria Education Group. We'll jump back in later in the podcast to give you some more information about Faria Education Group. Hello and welcome to the International Schools Podcast. Uh, I'm Dan Taylor and I'm here with John Micton today, just the two of us today. How are you doing, John? Great, Dan. Really good. Just, you know, did the big move, uh, settling into a new school and uh, moving into my own place after not ever living in it. So that's really nice to come back to a place that you own and you finally get to settle into it. And uh, getting used to being back home in Switzerland after 38 years in my yeah. hometown. So that's been interesting. John's moved to Geneva. Um, you can probably guess where, where he's working now and uh, living just outside Geneva. Is that right, John? That's right. In Nyon, which is halfway between Geneva and Lausanne, a small town of about 20,000 people. Fantastic. Um, I'm looking forward to come to come and visit. I was uh, I was just in Barcelona yesterday. Actually, I just got back. Had a couple of days. Never been before, so that was really interesting. It's beautiful, isn't it, Barcelona? Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. I was expecting to to be disappointed because it's so overhyped. I, I thought it can't possibly be, live up to the hype, but it was actually a really cool place. Uh, where we stayed yeah. was like those are cool cafes. It's a great city. Great great feeling. You know, really nice. Nice. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. And, so Dan, uh, I, lo- I, I love it the way you reached out and said, let's do a bonus track. And it was just a great topic. Exactly. So you really, per- you perked me up. That's great. And, and, and yeah, we're going to talk about podcasting. I've had quite a few people saying they want to start an education podcast. I thought, you know, I've, you know, this is definitely not, you know, it's not NPR. It's not the Joe Rogan podcast, but you know, we've, we've had some success. I think we're According to listen notes, we're in the top 10% of all podcasts in the world, which I don't understand how that's possible, but that's, that's uh, not possible. <laughs> that's the most reputable ratings agency, though, and, and we're according really? to them. So, so I mean, and, and I think, you know, we, we've done a lot of episodes, you know, so I think yeah. we've learned a, a few things. So, and I've kind of put together my top 10 things to think about if you want to do an education podcast. And like I say, I haven't told John these before, so... I'm going to go through them. John, you can give me your thoughts. Um, yeah. And you can tell me if you would, because you feel free to say that's nonsense or feel free to say that's good. And then if you've got some different ones, we can talk about those points as well. Yeah, sounds good. So go for it. Let's go to the top 10 list. Love it. Let's do it. Now, my first thing to think about if you want thinking of doing an education podcast, I think that before you even start is, do you really want to do a podcast? Honestly, because it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. It's not, I mean, it's not, a lot of work, like a job is a lot of work, but it's something you're thinking about. And the thing is like myself, and I think you, John, I, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time. You know, podcasts and music are kind of the, the, the things I'm really obsessed about. I'm, I'm not one of these people who's obsessed with, with Twitter. I'm not obsessed with films and TV, but like podcasting I love and I, I love music. So for me, doing a podcast is something that I'm, I'm spending my time listening to podcasts. I listen to a lot of education podcasts. So for me, I think if you don't really like like podcasts, you know, it's podcasts are quite cool now, you know, it's quite a cool thing to do. It's got a low barrier to entry. People think I should have a podcast. I think I don't think you'll keep it unless you really want to do to do a podcast. That, that's my first kind of high level point. And I think on that point, Dan, which is a really good one, is that you have to really be committed to it long term because sustainability is really important. Uh, to build an audience. And I think one thing that uh, you and I and the team have really worked hard at is that every two weeks we release it, whatever happens. 
And it's that that continuity. And then people know it becomes a habit. They know every two weeks on a Saturday, they can get the International Schools podcast. And especially when people subscribe, it becomes part of a kind of, you know, your your routine. And I think that's really important. Definitely. Well, that's actually one of my um, further points down the line. So we're going to jump to point five right now. And that is what you just said, make a realistic schedule. Um, first of all, like you said, you should try to keep it to a, to a regular schedule. I tried another podcast when it was ad hoc and it just, it just dies a bit of a death, you know? Um, what can you realistically do? Because, you know, it's easy to say in the beginning when you're all enthusiastic, doing a podcast every week or twice a week is, is easy. But, it, but even every two weeks is not that easy, you know? I mean, maybe you need to say to yourself once a month is realistic, you know? I think that, you know, people, if, if you get listeners and you get people who actually start subscribing like we're starting to do, then... Just what you said, you want you want to hit them up with a podcast at a certain time, a certain day, and I think it has to be realistic. And on, and for most people, a week is unrealistic. And I think even what we're doing every two weeks is unrealistic for most people. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think that the every week then becomes a huge workflow because you know you have to prep your guests, you have to do the show notes, you want to advertise it. And the thing is, you want, you know, you need it to be sustainable, engaging. And if you do one every week, it's it's quite a, a commitment to providing quality content. Yeah, definitely. So okay, point number three. What's your goal of the podcast? Ten things to think about. And one of the things to think about is what's your goal? For me, I had a, I mean, it wasn't a clear goal, but looking back, I think, you know, it was a bit more subconscious, but I just wanted to meet a lot of people through the podcast. You know, I wasn't really out there looking for an audience. Now, some people do want to get an audience. Some people want to build a personal brand and want to get an audience. For me, I just thought interesting people are going to want to be on the podcast. I'll get to meet them. And it turned out to be absolutely true. I've met a lot of interesting people and got to know them. So I, I think, Thinking about the goal of your podcast is a good a good way to to do it. I don't know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know you want to make sure the reason why you're doing it is clear in your head. And if it's just meeting people, that's perfect because then you you're just kind of open and happy and engaged. Whoever comes into the studio, you're happy to have that conversation. So no, I think that's really important. What's the purpose? And what's kind of your intrinsic motivation for doing it? Definitely. And I think it changes over time. Like now we're starting to get some traction, you know, you know, we're getting, you know, you know, we've, we, I think we're close to 10,000 downloads now. I think we'll hit that like next week. Um, you start to think, oh, well, actually now I want to grow it. Now I want to reach more people. You know, now it's not just about the meeting people. Now I want to grow the podcast. But in the beginning, I just, I was just thinking if 20 people listen to this, I'll be happy, you know? Yeah. And, and for me, I think it was just the fact that we got to, you know, I really like working with you. We've done a lot of things together over the years. And for me, it, I don't even think of the audience, you know, for the statistics. Yeah. It's just that, you know, we get some really interesting people. And I think ourselves, as we talk about it and plan that in itself, that process, I find very enriching. So I'm surprised that we have 10,000 downloads. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're nine, yeah, 9,800 or 9,900 we're, we're on now. So we're going to get there, definitely. Right. We have to be careful what we say, Dan. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so my next point, I've lost track of which number it is now. This is a bit more ad hoc. You know, this is a bonus episode, by the way. It's going out in between our, our two weeks. We're just test, testing this out. Um, my thing is don't overthink it. 
just just start it, get going. I mean, because no one's going to listen to your podcast in the beginning anyway. You know, you might get to 50 episodes before people really start listening. Um, so you can experiment. You can try different things. You know, don't overthink the production. I would recommend not even editing. We, we rarely edit this podcast. You know, I, I, it's, it almost never happens unless there's a, a technical issue and we have to cut something out. You know, there's nothing, we're not talking about anything controversial. We suddenly need to edit. Uh, but I would say don't overthink it. Get going because, you know, you have to get a lot of, no one is going to listen to your podcast in the beginning. I hate to break it to you doing a new education podcast, but you know, maybe your friends will do it to make you feel good, but it's going to take a while. So I think you've just got to get going. You can't overthink it. You can't worry about the production. And I'll get onto the technical, the technical sort of recommendations later, but I think just don't overthink it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you just do it and because you like it and you have enjoy having the conversations. And really, you're doing it to have the conversation and meet that person or those people in the, in the studio. And if you're always thinking about audience and amplification, I think that suddenly brings a whole new pressure and a whole new energy. And, and I must say, I just really like kind of the informality. You do a really good job about that, Dan. I think that's something that you've really emphasized is that let's not stress too much. And, you know, you and I actually, we, we were writing questions and stuff. And I think we actually don't write questions. We just, you know, we, of course, we study a bit about uh, the people, et cetera. But I don't think how much we're choreographing before. What do you think? I mean, we're not over-preparing. No, not at all. I mean, I'm, I'm, we'll, I'll talk about getting a co-host because in the beginning I did this by myself and now, now, now we're partners. But um, in the beginning, it was, I mean, we're doing a, a 10 times more now than we used to. I didn't used to do anything. You know, I was reading up on the person like five minutes before, you know, no, no questions in advance, no prep. So I, I started off. But I don't think that matters because no one was listening anyway, you know? <laughs> like it doesn't really matter you I mean, know? Well, maybe there were some people you just didn't hear from them yeah exactly but it wasn't many if there was a few you know but i but that's yeah. why i i think you know don't like don't overthink it you know you can get try to get better at it over time you know you and me both got better microphones and things um yeah I, so you mentioned guests now that's actually one of my other points because not all podcasts have guests some are just like this with two people talking i would highly recommend to have guests on uh, it's very tough if it was just you and me to, you know, to, to find a new topic to look, we could find a million topics to talk about. I think you and me, that's maybe a bad example because I think we could do it. We've got so many things we're interested in. We could just, we could just freestyle, but I mean, you've got, you've got to have a, know someone well, have chemistry with them. And I think for most people, it's just easier to have guests to, to, to bring, you know, new perspectives in. Yeah. And I think the guests also uh, tell stories and, and, you know, yeah. I think one of the things for podcasts that are successful. And I think of one that I really like is Radiolab or This Is History, is it's stories. People want to hear stories. They want to hear about people and stories. And, you know, when you think of yourself as a child, the one thing that you looked forward to is listening and, and reading stories. And I think when we have our guests, they're telling us their story, their story about their struggles, their successes, their challenges, the opportunities. And I think that's what people want to hear because it resonates and they make an intrinsic connection to it. Definitely. My next point, pick what you're interested in. Don't think about what's going to be popular. You know, I've always done this pod because this podcast wasn't done with a monetary aim in mind. I've always just... Um, picked what I was interested in, you know, and it's interesting because you and me are interested in different topics. So it's kind of funny. We'll have a guest on and we're asking them different questions about different things. And I'm always, I'm really interested in the travel aspects and the sort of, you know, life of people, you know, you're often into, you're often into a lot of stuff about privacy. There's a bunch of topics. So, but for me, I think 
it's only going to work if you pick what you're interested in. And there's always, you know, we're talking about micro niches of podcasts. We're not talking about mass markets. So, you know, there's going to be people, especially in the education sector, who are interested in the thing you're interested in. And it can be multiple things. Like, you know, th this podcast in the beginning was mostly sort of tech stuff and travel stuff. And then it's now all kinds of topics with, with you know, with you involved. So, but I think it's all stuff we're interested in. Like we don't have yeah. anyone on this podcast that we're not interested in talking to. And I, I think no, that's really absolutely important. not. And and I think also we're just not forcing. And you know, let's be candid. We've had people reach out, uh, you know, that are on the circuit and prominent. And I think we really prefer to go and find people that kind of get us excited. You know, be it through Twitter or our connections or conversations or books. So I absolutely agree with you, Dan, on that. Definitely, John. Definitely. So, um, yeah. Get a co-host. That's the next one. I think, uh, you know, I did. I started it off by myself. It was a bit of a slog. I, um, you know, it was becoming a slog. I think it's, I had a bit of energy, like like a lot of things. You had the peak and then the trough. And I think Dan, getting you was it a slog. What, what what was it? You know, so you started it, and then suddenly you were like, okay, this is not fun. What what was it? Because of the 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 work, or just being motivated? Okay, so in the beginning, I did it every week, once a week, which was, that's what I came, I didn't mention that in the beginning, I started off once a week, and, and that was, that was tough, you know, that's really like, you know, you get to, you get, you're publishing on Friday, and you haven't got an interview by Thursday, so it's like, who can I talk to today to record and get them on, you know, because <laughs> life happens in, in between, you know, you know, you yeah. take a holiday, and that's it, you know, so I think, I think that was, I think I, I, I the, the previous point I said about a realistic schedule, I, I, I didn't do that, um, I just think, I don't know. I think having a co-host is, you know, you've got to have someone you already know well and you already think, you know, with your friends or your colleagues and, and, you, and, and you're both committed to it. So it's not easy. To, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think some listeners might disagree with this. I don't know if, John, maybe you live disagree with this. I, you know, maybe I'm saying this because it worked out with us. Maybe it's not. I mean, this is just, just my opinion. I'm curious what you think. I think... Uh... Both. I mean, I agree with you. I do like having the co-host. I think it's also you have different perspectives. And you're, as you said, you ask different types of questions through a different lens than I do. And I think that can be really rich. And then you can also have these conversations with the guest, kind of triangulating that. And we've done that. I think there's been some really good conversations. I do know of podcasters that do it alone, but they're, you know, I think that requires, as you said, much more work. You really have to think it out. It's almost like you have to script it. You need to have kind of an arc of a story. Well, I think when you have a co-host, you know, if you have nothing to say, the co-host can jump in and vice versa. So I think it gives you a little more flexibility. And not just uh, that with you and me, we, we do a lot of like, you know, you record episodes without me and, and vice versa. So it, the, that also gives you, you're not committed. You know, I don't even record every two weeks because sometimes it's just you. Sometimes it's just me. Yeah. And that's yeah. if you're kind of very flexible. And I, you know, I don't think that's good. I think we should both be on more. And that's mostly been my fault. I've normally been the one that couldn't make it because I, I was traveling a lot and things. But I think, um, you know, you can do that. It gives you some more flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I agree. I think uh, I, I always much more enjoy when you're, you know, we're doing it together than alone. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Definitely. Um, some technical stuff. Again, top 10 things to think about. I want to talk a bit about our, our workflow, what, what we do. Um, John, you can jump in anything I'm, I'm saying wrong, but it's a bit, it's a bit more, um, 
it's a bit more advanced now than, than it was in the beginning. I mean, typically, so we'll, we'll find guests and, and that's huge. You know, I found a lot of good guests on LinkedIn. That's just one thing. You know, I think LinkedIn's a great place just to connect to people. You can do it on Twitter. Yeah. I've done it Twitter once or twice. Mutual connections. Um, people I know, I mean, for the first probably 50 guests were just people I knew, you know. But I think, you know, reaching out to people and you've got to get, you know, send send them a Calendly link. You know, you've got to, you've got to pick a time. You, you can't. You can't dance around forever. And I think uh, we've been guilty of wasting time scheduling. I just now send them a calendar link. These are the times I'm free. It's difficult with two hosts, but I, I think that's a good way to start and get it scheduled. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, w- with that, the guests also, it's kind of important that you have a connection. I think we've found it much harder to reach out to people that don't know us. Often, you know, there have been cases where I've tried to get people that are that a book I read or something that they've done on a TED talk. And it's really hard to get in law, you know, they usually want money, etc. So I find that if you can leverage your professional learning network, and I think that's what we do really well. And I think it also makes it easier for the guests if they have a connection with you, there's a sense of trust. Uh, you know, for a lot of people, it's a big ask to go onto a podcast and start expressing their opinions and ideas. And also, you know, I think the best guests we've had have not been the big name people. They've just been people doing interesting stuff, people we know in a lot of cases, you know, yeah. and they're, 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 people like that are much happy to come on the podcast as well, you know, because it's an interesting yeah. thing for them to do. And I think, you know, what I like and I think that what you've done really nicely is that we're amplifying people that might not be in the spotlight, but their stories are so rich and what they're yeah. learning and sharing. I think that in itself is just fascinating. Definitely. Like we had those, those two uh, teachers that had just recruited uh, in, and started in schools in Asia. That was really I mean, they're not famous or anything, but their stories were excellent. We had a great conversation. Yeah, that was that really was cool. Really, that was- that was four people really talking, you know, that exactly. you really got that sense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. So so we do that. And then, John, you, you make a Google Doc and you share it with them and you, you put a few, you get them to put a bio and a, and a few, and a few yeah. um, questions. Exactly. So usually they ask kind of the context. I always put some questions because some people need questions. But 99% of the time, we don't ask those questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but it's just to give them a point of reference, kind of the direction. They write a bio and their social media, and then I make a poster, and they get to look at the poster and edit it. So basically, we, we have show notes, because I think a lot of people like show notes. And I think that's something that's really important, is you know having the social media connections. But they might have a resource or a book or an article that they like, or somebody that they're inspired by. And I think yeah. people like to have the show notes i think exactly although i would say in the beginning i'd maybe disagree and say in the beginning i wouldn't i wouldn't make a graphic i wouldn't do show notes i'd just get the episode out i would just it's 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 another piece of friction into you getting it out so i would say it's great to do and now i think you know we're a bit established we do it but i I don't know if it's necessary in the beginning yeah okay but i think you need just my opinion no i want you to disagree with me john no no i i i i do agree at the beginning but i think if you want to get an audience if if you're just doing a podcast to do for the sake of podcast but if you want to generate an audience then you need to have something that you can push out through social media an image a graphic and uh, things like that definitely and now we'd like to say a few words from a valued partner and sponsor Faria Education Group. Faria Education Group has been with you through thick and thin, helping international schools minimize headaches and easing transitions. Whether through paperless admissions with Open Apply, curriculum first learning with ManageBack, 
or School to Home Management with Schools Buddy. Faria has been your partner. What's more, Faria has been expanding with additional services, including professional development for international school educators. MiniPD is a professional learning platform by practitioners for practitioners with a global community of learners and coaches. MiniPD makes the learning experience more personal, flexible, and equitable. Looking for a PD solution for your school or something for yourself? Sign up for individualized coaching and enjoy a 10% discount using the code ISPODCAST. Head over to app.minipd.com. That's app.minipd.com to book your personal learning coach today. Mini-PD embracing the learner in every educator. So, okay, next thing. We use Podbean for our hosting. You need, you need a hosting account. There's loads out there. Podbean is just one. It's, it's not the best. It's pretty reliable. I only haven't changed it because it's just too much hassle to think about something. So Podbean is a hosting, and that, and that pushes everything out to all the podcasts. You use RSS to everything. So it, it goes on to Apple Podcasts. It goes on to Pocket Cast, even things like Spotify or the Google Play Store, et cetera, et cetera. So Podbean does all that. We, we record on StreamYard. StreamYard is um, it's a live streaming tool, but it's good for recording conversations. Yeah. There's so many different things you can do to record it. I mean, you just literally Google. I mean, I'm sure there's, be- again, there's probably better things than this. Stream. We just got StreamYard for another reason, because we can do live streams. Uh, and, and, um, and actually, by the way, side point, we should do more live streams of this podcast, because I've been with StreamYard. You can stream to YouTube and LinkedIn simultaneously. Yeah. So we've done a bunch of these live. I've sometimes had... A uh, thousand people watch the YouTube, uh, the LinkedIn live one, you know, which is yeah. you know more downloads in, when you get on a podcast most of the time. So we could we could we could do some of these streams. Just just a side point. Yeah, no, and I think one thing that we also is there's the the podcast recording, but it's also live on our the YouTube channel. And yeah. I think for people that don't want to invest in Streamyard or anything, you can just get on your Mac and use GarageBand, there's a podcasting tool there. Yeah. And if you use the free Audacity, there's a podcasting tool. And WeVideo has a podcasting tool. A lot of tools nowadays have a podcasting component and they're all very strong. I mean, they're, you know, they have various degrees of professionalism, but I think they're all potential. So I don't think it requires a big investment because sometimes I think people talk about, oh, I'm gonna have to invest in a lot of equipment. Definitely. And then final stage, putting it live. I recommend just in most cases, in the beginning, so we have an intro and we, we have um, someone who works with Apps Events who, who does the editing. They edit the intro. I wouldn't do that in the beginning. I wouldn't have music. I would just check the conversation. If there's nothing, no technical issues, I would just upload the conversation. But um, editing the intro, there's less, again, there's loads of tools, plenty of just some of the standard tools on the market. Great for editing in an intro. If you were going to put an intro, I would just do one thing, same intro every time, and then then your text. Upload it to Podbean and, and go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes, you know, people are hesitant because they think there are all these technical hurdles. But literally, you can just get on your iPhone and do a voice record and turn it into an MP3 and upload it. I mean, yeah, I've done that. I've done that in the early days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in the basics. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting because there are a lot of podcasts. There's no doubt that the, that a field of podcasts and education podcasts. And I think the thing is, the ones that survive are the ones that just religiously, every whatever their schedule is, they're always there. They always have a guest, 
And it's just that repetition and kind of you're getting into that groove and never stopping. I think that's so important. Because, yeah, because you know, exactly right. Because you, because you think, okay, there's so many education podcasts out there, but you've got to think, I mean, sad as it is, most of his podcasts aren't going to be around in a year, you know? Like yeah, a lot of people yeah, start yeah. podcasts, they don't do it. So, you know, that's not, you know, you're, if you just by keeping doing the podcast, I, I don't know how long I've been doing this podcast for, like three years, maybe or something like just by keeping going and keeping going, then you start to build an audience. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a long-term commitment to, to, to get it to go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, 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 I think the one Jennifer Gonzalez is the cult of pedagogy podcast. I mean, she's been doing it for years, but it, it's, it's, and it's always there. She's never going to not do it. And I think that's important. And as you said, Dan, that then becomes a real commitment because you have other work and we're not doing this as a professional thing. And that becomes an added, you know, workflow that you have to juggle. Definitely. Although we do have a, a podcast sponsor now, shout out to Faria Education, a phenomenal company. So, you know, in the yeah. end, you know, we do have a sponsor. It wasn't something we really sought out, but, but it, it did happen in the end. Yeah, and it's great. It's great that, you know, uh, an education company uh, that does a lot of amazing work with Manage Back, School Buddy, and Open Apply really thought it was, it was interesting. And so we really appreciate the sponsorship and the partnership. And yeah, it kind of happened organically. It's not like we went and knocked on their door, which was no, interesting. No, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So we appreciate um, that. Yeah, for sure. I think as well, remember that, um, you know, try to what we've done, and this is down to you is we've built up a, a kind of a good interview bank you know it's better to have some interviews if you if you've got a, a quiet week maybe do a couple two or three and then you don't have then you can have a gap of not having to record anything for a few yeah. weeks don't have yeah. don't feel you have to do it i, I think doing it every week's a mistake because you know that, yeah. that you burn out because then it becomes a part-time job I, I i would batch it sometimes and record a few it's a fine balance because we do have a bank of interviews that we've done but then sometimes you know, when you publish it, the timing might be off or the topic, or you said, I know a couple of times, you know, COVID was kind of a big topic and now it isn't. So I think it's, it's kind of that fine balance. Make sure you have a bank, but don't do too many where then you're kind of paralyzed and, you know, you have to push guests out and stuff like that. But uh, guests are really appreciative and we definitely reach out to the guests afterwards. We share the link and uh, we've had some follow-ups. Uh, Denry, we've had a couple times and that's yep. fun oh so to get a guest coming back authors uh i think one of the things that maybe is kind of important nowadays is this whole idea of diversity equity inclusion and justice and we're really trying to work with that uh broadening our audience but broadening our guests and really thinking about different topics so we have uh next uh topic we have a uh, dr patrick angoy who was the first black uh, principal in international schools. And uh, she's uh, did a thesis on that women black leaders in international schools. And so it's really about not being shy about going to those topics that are maybe a little more controversial. I don't know if they're controversial, or maybe where there's a richer perspective, or different uh, opinions. And I think you just have to stick to your heart. And I think we really uh, don't have any politics. We don't bring politics to the podcast. We don't bring, we just bring questions and willingness to listen and engage in a conversation. 
Definitely. But I think, you know, that's, that's just you, like you've got to do you, you know, you and me, you know, we've been friends a long time. I don't think we've ever spoken about politics. You know, it's not something that I don't even know what your politics. I mean, are particularly, you know, but if you are someone who's really into politics, you, that that's what you can talk about. You know, like for me, it's yeah, just like yeah, yeah. I would I would just like if you if you said, Dan, I want to talk about politics. I'm like, John, it's been great doing this podcast, <laughs> but I think you're on your own at this point. <laughs> I don't want to talk about yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, you know, it's the stories and, and, you know, we'll let people give their opinions. And I don't think we've ever had to agree or disagree with anybody. I think we're just listening and we let the audience decide if they want to agree or not agree with the person. Yeah, de- definitely. I know, but we don't, we don't do a, con- there's nothing controversial in what we do. You know, we talk to that people we're interested in, in talking to, you know, I don't think we've ever even had a guest say, could you edit something out? If we've had a couple of guests said like, one guest said, oh, you know, can you hold off on publishing this because I'm leaving this current yes. job and I don't want to see them. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I can't think but I don't think anybody thing. said, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. No, I don't, no one's ever said, can you go back and edit out that comment I've made? Like it, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the final point, first. yeah, final point. Um, Just if, like more of a, um, a logistical thing is like, uh, it's very hard not to talk over each other. I mean, we do it, you know, and it's, it's usually my fault. And um, people say wearing headphones stop. I don't know why, but hearing your own voice apparently stops you talking over each other. We should probably try that. Um, we, we, okay. we raise our hand when we've got something to say, which I, th- I think works. So that, that's one thing. And the other thing related to the logistics of the conversation, I always find the best conversations are when I remember to tell the guests to take it slow because it's, it's easy to speed speed them up, but it's harder to say, oh, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. And, you know, because if you, sometimes you'll ask a guest to introduce himself and they'll just spend five minutes and they'll tell you the whole story. And it's okay. That was what I was going to spend half an hour talking about, you know? So I think getting the yeah, guests to go yeah. slow is really important. And something that you, you and I both do is we always say when they do an introduction, just do a one minute introduction or a quick you know, we don't want to spend too much time on the bio of the guest. It's more about the topic that they want to think. But you have a good point about talking over each other. And I think we're getting much better at it then. But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it, or there's a silence, you know, and, and then that also can be challenging. But I think we're much, you know, we're improving as we do this. The more we're at 74 podcasts maybe together. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. And also, um, it gets harder when you've got more people. I mean, we did these um, school closures episodes right when COVID started. I just just a bunch of yeah. friends and different people. There was maybe six of us. And we've recorded, I think, six or seven of these with a lot. I mean, the, the cast has changed over the years, you know. Um, and that's harder with these people. Although, actually, that was our most popular episode was was one of those, uh, was one of the um, uh, COVID, you know, the school closures episodes. It got picked yeah. up by some, I think ECIS or someone published it and their guidelines for school closures. Yeah, and I got an email from a guy at, uh, where is he, at Michigan State or something? He's another professor, and he had his class listen to us. What's his name? Dwayne Hurt, his name is. Okay, interesting. And he said, I teach... Uh, Oh, I teach design at Teacher College in Montreal. Just want to let you know that your podcast is so uh, helpful and I learn a lot every time. Thank you. You know, stuff like that. It's nice to get something like that uh, through LinkedIn. And uh, that's what's a great thing about the podcast is just, you know, 
just thinking there's someone in, in in a country you've never been to listening to your podcast right now is 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 cool, you know. That's uh, that's a and and when you it's because it, you know most of nev- most of the times people never get in touch with you, but when they do, it, it's great, you know. I mean, please send yeah. us an email. We love it. Like if you if you like the yeah. podcast, tell us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's sometimes you feel like, oh, is there an audience out there? That's why, I mean, I don't know any of the statistics or anything, but you're saying 10,000. That just seems like a lot of people. But well, that's it's, great. It's really not, I don't think that counts Spotify. It doesn't count the YouTube views. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just what Podbean counts. Yeah. And I think obviously, you know, the topic that we have, and I think, you know, you talked earlier on about be focused on a topic. We're talking about international school podcasts. So that's kind of the umbrella that we really use. And I think that's why people in international schools enjoy it because a lot of the guests have a similar experience or are involved in the same landscape. So I think that's really important. I think if you just jump around topics too broadly, I think then people are not really sure what your purpose is. Definitely. John, that's my 10 points. Any, any, any ones you want to add or do you think that covered yours? No, I just think also, I think I, I, I agree. You know, we've known each other. We've done a lot of work in different contexts and I, I think it works really well. We're, we're pretty low key about it. And uh, you know, you're having your evening sundowners and I'm about yeah. to go downstairs and have that too. So no, yeah. I, I think your points are really important. I, as, as you said, just do it, you know, don't worry too much. And then as you progress, you'll get better. Definitely. And, and, you know, to come back to the first point, you know, there's other things apart from podcasts, you know, you can focus on being a YouTuber. I mean, you can very easily using YouTube tools to record and stream stuff on it. You know, you can focus on pushing out content on Twitter and building a, building a platform on Twitter or LinkedIn, which is becoming popular. There's, you know, you can be a writer, you can publish a blog. Like there's a lot of ways of, you know, you know, people want to get out and connect with people for different reasons, to meet people, to, to help their, I mean, to help people's career. It's, it's a great thing. I think for most people, if they built a, a an audience of a podcast, it would definitely help their career. Um, but I think, you know, you've got to want to do podcasts. Like, you know, don't be, be honest with yourself is the first thing. You know? Yeah. And if you have, if you're not a listener, like you were mentioning, Dan, you are, it's a good to listen to a lot of different types of podcasts. It's, it definitely gives you, that was one thing we were talking about. We don't banter enough, you know, we, we don't have our, we don't give ourselves space. We're so generous at giving all the space to the guests that sometimes, you know, the things that we, we have to say our experience, and especially you've been traveling in really interesting places. Uh, you know, I think sometimes that's where we could really, uh, amplify a bit those conversations. We should. I've had people say we should we should do more of that kind of uh, people like it. And yeah, it's true. You know, we do a lot of interesting stuff. I'm going to be in Asia with the family for three to four months this year from September. So we're going to be traveling at different places. So I think. When do you uh, go? We, well, we haven't booked the flight, but we're going to go middle of September. We're going to be in Thailand first. Well, actually, we're probably going to stop in Dubai first before that. But um, we're. Um, so James, I work with, is in Thailand, and we're exhibiting a bunch of conferences in Thailand. There's an Aircourse conference. You probably know. I think you've probably even been to Aircourse yeah. in the past. I'm sure you've yeah, spoken yeah. it. Many times. Um, yeah, yeah. There's um, EduTech, which is in Singapore, which is the big Asian. It's like the Asian yeah. version of Bet and ISTE. Uh, we're going to yeah. exhibit there. And also, I'm going to uh, uh, Bet Asia, So, which is Bet is the big London one. They've got one in Bangkok. So, oh, fantastic. And actually, really interestingly, so... Um, 
I think it, I don't know how they got in touch with me. It may have even been via this podcast, but I got involved in a, a British Department of International Trade mission. We're going to go to Cambodia for a few days to talk about education technology. So that's going to be really interesting. So it's all organized by Department of International Trade. Fascinating. Yeah. Wow, so meet some Cambodian cool. ministry people and stuff. So that's, um, I, I don't even know how they got in touch with me, to be honest, but I'm going on this, which would be cool. So yeah, it's going to be a cool trip. And then probably Excellent. after that, probably South Korea, because we're working with a lot of schools there. Oh, great, great. And then you have also uh, your big conference in Amsterdam this year, kind of face-to-face. We've got two. We've got one in Busan, South Korea, the Asian one, and one the same weekend in Amsterdam. So, great. We're starting to get quite a few people coming. We're starting to line up some keynote speakers. So, yeah, thanks for that, John. Amsterdam.com, check it out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to going. I'll be a long time. You should speak. Have you spoken to Veronica about speaking? No, I'm going to go as an audience member. Okay, you just go and, go and enjoy yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let other people speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually speaking next weekend at the Drive EDU uh, over in Vancouver. Fantastic. Uh, young, young Zhao and a few people are, are doing something. So they asked me to do something on uh, adaptability skills. So we'll Fantastic. explore that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Great. John, Dan, let's leave it at that. Oh, Great to catch up. Lovely to catch up and uh, have a lovely weekend. And uh, thank you to our audience. Yeah, thank you to everybody that listens to us. And I think your tips were really helpful. It's nice to have kind of a top 10 list to give people a point of reference. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. We are, I mean, thanks for me as well. We're really grateful to anyone who takes the time to listen to this. Um, Please get in touch with us. Even if there's something you didn't like, that's just as valuable to us as as something that was valuable. You know, if you said, you know, you say this word too much or, you know, Whatever we do wrong or we topics that get boring, you know, let us know. All feedback is good for that. We would appreciate your emails. And I know that LinkedIn's a really good venue. If you're on LinkedIn, I know a lot of people communicate through the message about the podcast or questions. So that's for me, definitely uh, my venue. Just go to LinkedIn, do a little chat. And of course, I'll respond immediately. But we really appreciate all your support and the retweets. You know, those are really important. And uh, we're humbled by uh, the generosity of people retweeting what we're saying. Cheers. John, have a good evening. You too. Ciao.